0: You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Southern California is known for its sunny weather and dramatic Pacific coastline. It's also a popular family destination and an amazing place to read points and miles. Come along as we take you to Southern California today, all on points and miles, of course. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part, we each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. So all three of us love visiting Southern California. It is a pretty quick flight for Pam from Denver and Alex from Salt Lake City, and then I'm in Houston, so it's still not too bad of a flight for me. The weather is pretty much always perfect, and it is a popular destination with our families too. So we thought that it would be a great idea to have an episode dedicated to traveling to Southern California all on points and miles. So first, we are going to start off with flights and our favorite ways to actually get to Southern California. So, Alex, what is your favorite way? I think I I think I know, but tell us what your favorite way to get to Southern California is.
0: Yeah, I'm sure everybody is going to be so shocked to hear that our favorite way to get to Southern California is Southwest Airlines. So of course, if you've listened before, you know that that's pretty much the airline my family always flies. In fact, we actually just got back from Southern California. We went with friends and they flew Delta and my kids were so jealous. They're like, I want to fly Delta. I'm like, we're doing Southwest, kids we're not switching it up like we've got two companion passes so my husband and I can each bring a kid for free on our flight so we pay for four and we get to bring six so you just can't really beat that so that's our go-to we've flown it into San Diego if we're going more towards like you know the Disneyland Newport area we like to fly into John Wayne or we will fly into Long Beach that's what we did for this last trip we did Long Beach And I loved it. It is such a tiny airport. It's like nice because part of it is like outside. So you don't feel claustrophobic or like, you know, you're in this big, busy airport. And I also liked it. My kids did too. You get to like walk out. There's no like jet bridges. So you get to walk outside in and off the plane. And my kids thought that was really cool. So we love that. We try to avoid LAX because it's just a madhouse. So we much prefer those smaller Airports. So that's our go to. And like we find some really good redemptions for this trip we just took. We went to Huntington Beach. We paid 48,000 miles round trip for four tickets. So that's like a steal of a deal. So, you know, like you just can't, it's
2: just, we just get such good redemptions. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That would be what you could pay for one ticket round trip on another airline. That's
1: an incredible redemption. And it's also summertime. It's not like you're flying there in like an off-peak time. Like summertime in Southern California is probably pretty popular, I would imagine. So Yeah.
0: And, you know, one thing I will say is the price was higher when we booked it. But the thing, another reason why I love Southwest is if the price drops, you can very easily rebook and get your points redeposited. So I had rebooked those flights. So they ended up being, you know, 6,000 points each way. So that right there for 48,000 points for, you know, six of us because of two companion passes, but, you know, we had to buy four tickets. That's less than one sign up bonus for a Southwest card. So right there, you've just got your whole family on a flight. So it's pretty awesome. So mom, what about you? What's your go-to for getting to Southern California?
2: Well, I, because usually I'm traveling either by myself or with my husband, I'm not really looking at traveling with a family so i like to save most of my points and miles as i've talked about before for business class seats and so that means that domestically i almost always pay cash i live near denver which is a hub for united airlines and because i pay cash most of the time i like to have elite status and so I usually have plat, um, gold elite status with United. That gives me a free economy plus seat, right at booking. I love that. Um, and so I'm happy to pay cash to always have that and to keep that elite status. So always, when I'm going almost anywhere in the United States, I'm traveling on United Airlines and I'm paying cash. And that is to keep my elite status.
1: We actually got a really good deal on a United flight to Southern California recently. Um, I'm in Houston, which is also a United hub. And so we are typically flying three of us at a time, three or four of us. And so we did use United Miles, but the nice, so United has dynamic pricing now, which basically means the higher the cash price of the ticket, the more miles required. But we happened, I guess the flight we chose was just really cheap. Cash price, but it also was really cheap um points price. And so we got a really good deal on that. But now I have the companion pass, so I lean more towards Alex's Southwest Airlines flight. Okay, so let's go on to where
0: to stay. So let's start with San Diego. I think all of us love San Diego. So much to do there with the family. Jess, do you want to kick it off and share one of your favorite places
1: to stay in San Diego? Yes. So we have stayed at several different places in San Diego, but one of our favorites is the Manchester Grand Hyatt San Diego. It's a Hyatt, obviously. It is a category four, and it is, which means that you can use your category one to four free night certificates there. Otherwise, it's 15,000 points a night standard pricing. It is one of the best category one to four redemptions in the US, in my opinion. Um, It is a really nice hotel. Amazing for families. They have a ton of family activities there. They had, when we went, like they have a huge pool. They have movies on the lawn. It's very much, it has like a, a resort feel to it. And so there's a lot of really cute shops and restaurants all within walking distance of the hotel. So I think it is an amazing place for families to stay. So the only downside could potentially be that it is if you're wanting to travel as a family of four, there are the standard rooms have two double beds. Like they have a one king bed or they have two double beds. So that could be a total deal breaker for some people. They do have rooms with two queen beds, but they're just not the standard room. So obviously you could ask for that, but it's not guaranteed that you're going to be upgraded to a room with two queen beds instead of two double beds. So if that's a deal breaker for you, then Manchester Grand may not be the best option.
2: You know, Manchester Grand um, was a place that I wanted to stay, though. My sister and I were going to go. I think it looks gorgeous. I think the location looks really nice. So I definitely think that, you know, for couples or, you know, other uh, smaller groups, it would be a great stay. It's one that's been on my list for a while. I love San Diego. My family used to go to San Diego. That was kind of our go-to family trip when I was little. I always wanted to live there. It was like my dream to, you know, live in San Diego. And then even when my kids were little, we always went, we take them down to Southern California or San Diego from Northern California. And so the area is is beautiful. And another really good hotel in that area fairly um, similar location is the Andaz San Diego that's a category five hotel so it's going to cost 20k points for a standard night and what I love about Andaz is just as I know laughing already she knows what I'm going to say is that they have treats and they have beverages and they're there in the room and they replenish them every day and they're really cute And so I really like that. I love Ondaz's. I think Ondaz's are a little bit more bougie than some of the other Hyatt uh, brands. They just are, are really, really nice. This one has an amazing globalist breakfast. And I do love it when you can order off a menu instead of having to do just a buffet. And we went there. In fact, Jess... We were at the Onda San Diego when we first met you, wasn't it?
1: And we all, y'all were in the room right next door to me. I remember it.
2: That's right. We went down there with a bunch of other female travel hacker creators and we met Jess. And that's when this beautiful marriage first came to be. So, yes, it is a really, really nice hotel. And it's a place, a uh, hotel I'd, ref- I'd go back to anytime.
0: Yeah, I would say I think it's definitely like more of a couples destination than like taking your family. Like the pool is like a nice rooftop pool. It's just smaller, so I I personally wouldn't take my kids there, but I think it'd be great to go with like a spouse or a girls trip or something like that.
1: Yeah, it had a really cool rooftop bar, restaurant, and the pool was on the rooftop. So, if I were going to San Diego with just My husband, we would stay at the Andas, and if we were going as a family, we would stay at the Manchester Grand, how I would personally do it.
0: You know, one thing, I want to go back to the Manchester Grand for a second, because I was thinking 15,000 points a night is not bad at all. And for myself, like I, there's six of us, so it wouldn't even be a bad idea just to get two rooms, book the king room, and then book the double room. And you're still like, especially if you have those free night certificates, that's not a bad redemption for a family and just booking those two rooms.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the next one I'm going to talk about is the Park Hyatt Aviara. It is amazing. It's a Park Hyatt. So it's going to cost. So here's the deal. It's going to it's a Category 7. So it's 30,000 Hyatt points a night. So like Alex was saying, the Manchester Grand is 15,000 points a night but if you got two rooms that's 30,000 so you could get two rooms at the Manchester Grand for what one room what one night in one room at the Park Hyatt Aviara is going to cost you but the Park Hyatt is obviously more luxurious if that is the vibe that you are going for I think it is great we went as a family I think it would be great for a family or for a couple Um, there is a huge pool there are water slides it's just very i mean the hotel itself is much nicer than the manchester grand but maybe you're not going for that vibe um so i would totally return to the park hyatt they also have an adult only pool so they have two pools they have an adult only pool and they have a family pool with water slides so um yeah we really really enjoyed our time there and it's a little bit further outside it, it's not like as centrally located as the Andas or the manchester grand so that is something to consider but it's a little bit more quieter and it's definitely smaller like the manchester grand is huge and it's built way high up it's there it's very busy and there's a lot of people there and the park hyatt is a little bit more secluded and quiet. So really just depends on what you're going for. But I loved the Park Hyatt would totally return there in a second. And I think Pam needs to go there because it is. That's what Pam was
2: thinking. Pam is thinking that as we talk that I need to go there. Check this one out. You know what I need to do? I need to go hotel hop again there, you know, and check that out and check out the Manchester Grand because I've never stayed there yet. And um, just do some of that.
0: What about my family at the park, Hyatt? Because that's sounding nice to me, too. Like when you went, I'm assuming you booked a um, used one of your suite upgrade awards from earning your 50 nights with Hyatt.
1: Yes. And the suite was huge. So and it was just the standard suite. Um, so it was a king bed. And then there was like a separate living area with a pullout sofa. But it was like a sectional. It was a sectional couch with the pullout sofa. So I honestly think you could easily fit at least three of your kids on that pullout sofa sectional thing. Nice. And then it's it's the same thing where it has, like, the huge closet, too, you know? So you could totally fit your family of six into a suite there.
2: Okay, cool. We might have to try it. Okay, let's change gears a little bit and go to a different brand, and that's Marriott. Like I said earlier, when we used to travel as a family, we always stayed in Marriott. And we usually stayed in Marriott Residence Inns because they would have a a full kitchen. And they had really good breakfasts, better than like a Hyatt Place breakfast. They were just a little bit nicer. But then we would have the kitchen so that we could put lunch food there or cook some dinners. It really saved a lot. And I loved Residence Inns there um, a lot in Southern California in the San Diego area. But just recently, I went with my stepmother and my sister and we went, stayed at the Coronado Marriott. Now this is on Coronado Island. It's really close to, it's really actually pretty close to the Manchester Grand. I could see it from there. And you take a bridge to get over to Coronado Island, and it is super, super cute. So if you don't want to stay right in the hustle and bustle of San Diego, you can go stay on Coronado Island. It's a cute little town. You can walk around it. Our hotel was really nice. It was right on the water. It averages about 50 to 60K points a night. I think I used a free night certificate then. At this point, it might be a little bit more expensive since they've gotten rid of their award chart. Uh, so I might have to top off a free night certificate to stay there if I went back. But it's a place that would definitely be a good place for a family, Alex. It's something that is nice, but isn't super luxur- super luxurious where you would feel uncomfortable with your kids running around and, um, you know, being crazy. So it is a it's a place that I would I would go back to, too. I mean, I don't think it's. Like I said, it's not super fancy, but it's, it's really nice. The location is really good. You know,
0: I have a quick question of any of these places that we've talked about so far that you guys have stayed at. Um, I'm assuming mom is the Coronado Marriott, like right on the beach.
2: Um, it is, but you know, and I'm trying to think, you know, it's on the water, but I don't know if there's an actual beach to play in. So because okay.
0: these other ones, I'm assuming you have to drive to get to the beach, Correct.
1: With the Park Hyatt, it's definitely not on the beach, but it's really... So we stayed there because it's really close to Legoland and it's really close to the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, which is different from the zoo. I actually prefer the zoo safari park. And so we wanted to be close to those. We went to Legoland and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park during our trip. We wanted to be close to those. So like that was our priority more than... Being on the beach. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's it's close to the coast. You could definitely drive to the beach, but it's not like you just walk out and you're on the beach.
0: For sure. Okay, so next I will share. Um, so what the probably I think it was actually the first travel hack trip that we took our kids to was actually to Legoland. And we booked the Grand Pacific Palisades. Now, this is not connected with any major hotel chain. So I booked it in the Chase portal. And at this point, we had the three kids. We hadn't had our youngest yet. And so I was still in this phase though, where like the idea of sharing a hotel room with all five of us was like overwhelming to me now. I'm not so worried about it. Like we've done it and it's fine. But obviously, if I can book a condo unit and I we had a kitchen, we had I think I believe we had a two bedroom unit. It was it just makes it a lot easier you know, I'm sure every parent would agree if you can put your kids in a different room than you, that's fantastic. And if you can have a kitchen, it's fantastic. So we booked that using Chase points. I don't remember the price of it. Um, I want to say it wasn't too much because this was very, very in the beginning of my travel hacking journey. And I definitely was that person that was like, oh, I don't want to spend too many points. What if they're hard to earn again, which I've since obviously learned. And it's not hard. Do not worry about spending your points. There are always more to get. But so I know I wouldn't have spent too many points there, but the reason we stayed there is one, I wanted the condo units, and two, we could walk to Legoland from the hotel. So it was literally like across the street. It's like there's kind of a random way to get there. Like you wouldn't really know you could walk there unless you would ask somebody at the hotel, but we just were able to walk there, and that was really nice. Um The kids loved it. They had activities there like where you could go and make bracelets or paint picture frames. And so our kids at the time, you know, this was what, six, almost seven years ago, probably. So they were pretty little and they just thought it was so fun. So um, I don't know what it's like now, if it's like been updated or anything like that. So you would want to like check it out. But, you know, if if that's your vibe is I want condo units, hotel standard hotel rooms don't work, you're more of an Airbnb, VRBO type person, this could be a good option for you. Especially if you want to go to Legoland. Because that was same with you, Jess. That was our priority. It was like we were going to California to go to Legoland. We did drive to the beach and spent a day there. But it was really like my boys at the time were just obsessed with Lego. So it was super fun.
1: That sounds awesome. I've never even heard of that hotel. So I will have to look it up. All right. Now I think we're going to move a little further north, but still Southern California to the Oceanside slash Huntington Beach area. I will say we're not gonna talk about Anaheim or Disneyland on this episode at all because we have another episode all about Disneyland and the best hotels to stay at near there. So definitely check that out if you are interested in more of the Disney side of things. But last year we went on a Travel Hacking Mom retreat Photo op. Like we, it was right after we merged and we all wanted to get pictures taken, like professional photos. So it was me, Pam, Alex, and Alex's sister, who is a photographer. We all went and stayed at the Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach and we fell in love with it. And I think Alex and I have both returned with our family since then. I think Pam has plans to go back in the future. So, Alex, tell us, you just got back from there. So tell us some of your favorite things about the Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach
0: okay so I feel like personally for me the biggest draw to this hotel is it's proximity to the beach they have a bridge that you just cross from the property it goes right over like the main road there drops you off in the beach parking lot um, but at the end of the bridge they have like beach towels they have umbrellas chairs and sand toys all of that is complementary with your stay. So we would walk across there and then you just walk out to the beach. And that to me, was so nice because we didn't have to get in the car to go to the beach. So if you're looking for a Southern California beach vacation and that's your priority, this is a great place to stay. There's also uh, two pools. There's a kid's pool with a couple water slides. I will say my kids thought the water slides were really slow and they were not not impressed. <laughs> Um and when we were there, we were there over Father's Day weekend. The first couple days it was literally a madhouse in that kids pool and I was like, I I don't know if I can do this. This kids pool. So we actually didn't even stay in the kids pool. It was just too crazy. The other pool, it's not it's a pool for everybody. They don't have an adults pool there. They have adult like spas, like hot tub area, but the main pool is much more it's bigger, it's just open. I feel like the design of the kids' pool, it's just very, um, it's like one really long, narrow pool. And like, I just don't love that setup. It just feels like there's people on top of people. And I do not like that at all. So we went there like once for a little bit so the kids could do the slides. And then we pretty much just stayed at the other pool because it's just much more open. And it didn't feel as claustrophobic. So that's my only issue with it is like the property is really big. There's a lot of grounds, and I feel like they could have made that pool a lot bigger, especially with the number of rooms there. And it is a very kid-friendly property. So overall, we really liked it, but, like, I'm not a fan of the kids' pool. Just the regular pool is for me. What did you think, Jess, when you guys—because you guys just recently, you know, got back, what, in
1: April? Yeah, so we went in April, and— I love that resort. Like, I want to go back there again at some point. We actually did a day at Disneyland. We woke up really early and we drove to Disneyland and we were there for the day and it was very exhausting. But so if Disneyland is like your main priority, probably not the place to stay. But if you want to just go for a day, we did it and it was totally fine and worked out really well. So it's a Category 6 Hyatt, which means it's 25000 points a night for a standard night. I, like, Molly really liked the kids' pool area, but it definitely was not, it it wasn't as crowded, it seems like, as when you were there. We were there in April. We were there Easter weekend, so it was really cool because they had, like, a huge Easter egg hunt and a bunch of activities for kids, but it definitely sounds like it was not as crowded when we were there, which makes sense because... It was kind of just a random weekend in April. yeah it was like Father's Day weekend
0: and it was summer, like even when we we tried to get a later checkout, and the latest they could do was one, and then they eventually put moved us back to one thirty, which was nice, but like i'm high, I have hyatt globalist, so sometimes you can get a four p m checkout and so I knew it was busy, um you know, and I think that's probably just how it goes there in the summer. I bet they are busy all summer long
2: so can some one of you talk about Hyatt globalist breakfast there because When we were there, I thought that was the best globalist breakfast I've ever had.
1: It's so good. Like, it's probably my favorite in the continental U.S., I would say. Like, Park Hyatt, New York is close. I was going to say, those waffles at Park Hyatt in New York were amazing. (laughs) Because their breakfast is so, like, that was the reason I went back, honestly. And
2: that's why I want to go back.
1: The three of us went and I was like, OK, I need to go back there and take my family. Um, but no, it's the breakfast is so good. And there's. I think every morning I would have something different because I get the menu and I was like, I want one of everything. <laughs> so every morning I would just we stayed four nights. And so I had four mornings of different breakfasts from there, just trying all the. It's so good. Alex, so you have four kids and
2: you and Mitch, so there were six of you for breakfast. And these breakfasts aren't particularly cheap if you had to pay for them. And you came away with a bill of zero. I mean, they...
0: Yeah. So like I have high globalists and typically that covers like two adults and two kids. They wiped my bill every day for all six of us. One of the waitresses did tell us that kids under four, like breakfast was free. And so we usually just shared with our youngest. One day we did get charged for his breakfast, though, but obviously, like they wiped it off because I was globalist. But, you know, something to keep in mind if you have kids under four, maybe check with them and, you know, verify that your kids under four can eat for free or have free breakfast. Um, one thing I will say too about the breakfast is they have a buffet and they have order off the menu. So my husband actually got the buffet every day. And the buffet food was like good buffet food. It's not like, you know, Hyatt Place or even like the resorts um, in Hawaii that we stayed at. Like those breakfasts are kind of they're fine. This buffet was good quality food. Like he'd get like an egg white omelet every morning, like made to order with like really fresh vegetables in it. Like it just looked really good. I always ordered off the menu. The kids ordered off the menu. But yeah, like my kids loved it. In fact, we actually had friends that came with us and her, I booked them a Guest of Honor booking. So they got free breakfast as well. And she texted me this morning and she was like, my kids just asked me if I'd make them pigs in a blanket for breakfast. <laughs> so they had like pancakes and there'd be like a sausage inside laying in the pancakes. <laughs> so even all the kids loved the breakfast there.
2: Okay, so let's go into another hotel. This is a hotel that I actually have booked. For later this year. It's an ocean site. It's called the Seabird. And Alex has been there, and the pictures are so picturesque, so by the sea looking. It's just like a, a cottage. It's just really cute. So Alex, tell us all about that.
0: Yeah. So the Seabird is an ocean side. So we actually flew into San Diego when we went there, and it was about a 40-minute drive from San Diego. Um, We loved it. It is much smaller than Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach. It has more of a boutique feel to it. They've got one pool that is, it's not on the rooftop, but it's like on one of the floors. So you're up higher and you can like look down and see the beach. Like Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach, it's directly across from the beach. It's actually a shorter walk than you have to to get to the beach at Huntington. So this one, you literally just cross the street and it's a really small road, and the beach is really close. In Huntington, we kind of had a walkaways. Once you get to the sand, you have to walk to get out to the water. At the Seabird, you, you don't have to walk very far. They also have, like, a little airstream set up on the beach where you can get your towels, umbrellas, chairs. They even had boogie boards there, and we didn't have to pay for any of that. That was included. The breakfast there is also really good. I will say I think we – I liked the food better, at the Hyatt Regency breakfast at Huntington Beach. But the seabird is really good breakfast too. Um, The we actually had a suite at both hotels when we stayed at the Huntington Beach suite. I used a suite or Huntington Beach, yeah. When we stayed at Huntington Beach, I used a suite upgrade award for that. The suite was huge, totally more than more than enough room for our family. The seabird, we actually I didn't use a suite upgrade. I actually booked right into a suite because I had. I had just earned Globalist right before we went there. So I had used points to book the suite there. And it's much smaller, but still enough room. Super cute. The nice thing about the suite at the Seabird is we had an ensuite bathroom and then there was a half bath that the kids had as well. So in Huntington, we just had one bathroom to share for all of us. So that was really nice having to, you know, having the kids have their own half bath instead of having to come into the master. I I'm gonna say it's really hard for me to choose which one I like the most. The seabird is newer, so it's just feels really new. I feel like parts of Huntington could maybe use an update. It just feels a little older. But they're both like really fun. They're both great places for kids. There's also across from the seabird or adjacent to it, there's the Mission Pacific, which is also a newer Hyatt Hotel. Um, and that one. If I was going with just maybe adults, I'd stay there. If you're going to this, if you're going, if you're with kids, I would stay at the Seabird. Both of, the Seabird is the same price too as the High Regency Huntington Beach. It's a category six. So it's 25,000 points a night, a standard pricing. So I, I don't know which one my favorite is. I was asking my husband and I don't know if he could choose either. <laughs> So, I'll have that. Like they're both
1: it sounds like they're both good options, and you can't yeah, really go wrong with you either really can't.
0: I would say like if one's not available, try to book the other one there's Huntington is a busier there's more going on. Oceanside is a smaller town, both of them we could like walk to go get food or go get ice cream. We actually at both of both places we would walk and go to handles and get ice cream, so that was fun, so, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong. I don't know it's a tough it's a toss up for me. I liked them both.
1: All right. So I think that concludes our discussion of hotels that we have actually stayed at in Southern California. But what about a hotel that you want to stay at in the future, or maybe a hotel that you have booked but haven't stayed at yet? So, Pam, what is a hotel in Southern California that you want to stay at in the future? I really want to go back to the Hyatt Regency,
2: Huntington Beach for that breakfast. And just because I like that area. But I also, I really like the San Diego, La Jolla area, and there is a Hyatt Regency there that's a Category 3, and so I really would like to go there and check it out. I could use a free night certificate to stay there. I believe that it does have direct beach access, and so that's probably... I would really like to do that. So maybe I can make a combination of going to both places in one trip. So we'll, we'll see how that works out for me. What about you, Alex? Well,
0: I just got back from Hyatt Regency Huntington Beach. And so I'm, I'm not going to say go back to that one because I literally got back a few days ago. But I would totally go back to the Seabird and try that one again. Um, I also after hearing about justice state the park hyatt aviara i would really like to go try that Uh, my kids actually keep saying like we want to go back to Legoland. we've been twice now actually and i'm like you guys sure like you got to stand in lines the last time we went they were like you know you have those times with your kids we're like oh that was so great that was such a great trip and then you have those ones we're like we are never doing this again that was our last trip to Legoland, was we are that. Na- I remember you saying that. I even said, we are never going to Disneyland if this was terrible. But
1: we have, so since- we, we have since... are so much older now. We have
0: since gone to Disneyland. So I don't know. Maybe we'll go back. The nice thing about Legoland is you can go in a day and it's so yep. much cheaper than Disneyland. Like you can... It's pretty easy to do. So it was just, you know, those days when your kids are tired yeah. and they've been on vacation together and they just are fighting in lines. That was that day. So we, we've had better days. We can do amusement parks again. But in that day, I was like, we are never doing
1: this again. I think one thing I remember, too, about the Park Aviara is that there is like a courtyard area with a huge grassy lawn and I could totally see them like playing football or playing frisbee and having a really good time there. And then there's the pools that are really nice. So I think they would really like it. And I think you need to go there with them.
0: You know it so well, because that is definitely a thing we look for is grassy areas for them to like throw a frisbee or a ball around of some sort. So I think we'll have to do it at the time. My kids are like, we're going to California again. Let's go to Florida. They want to like go to new places because we usually we've yeah. gone quite a bit. So I'm like, we might need to take a little break from California for a bit just to try out some new places.
2: So Jess,
1: what, what place do you want to go to?
2: Or so I actually,
1: I have it booked and it's going to surprise you because it's a Hilton. <laughs> that and is Hilton. a surprise. Hilton is typically not my go-to hotel chain. But it is the Hotel Del Coronado, which is a pretty famous property on Coronado Island. I've actually been there a couple of times. I haven't stayed there, but Alex and I have been there um, with when we went with all those other female travel hackers. We went to Coronado for a day and went to the Hotel Del Coronado and had like drinks there and hung and like got sunset and it was really nice. And then My husband and daughter and I have gone there and just walked around and like played at the beach during one of our trips, but I've never actually stayed on Coronado Island. And so I had some Hilton free night certificates, which are a great use for the Hotel Del Coronado because it is 95,000 points a night for a standard room, which is pretty high. Great value for those free night certificates. So we are using... A few free night certificates and some points to stay four nights there. And I'm pretty excited. And we booked the standard room as a two queen room. So we booked two queen room with those free night certificates. And I'll get to stay overnight there and see what I think. It's such a cute area. So I'm excited to get to spend more time there.
2: I can't wait to hear about it because then I can decide if I want to use some of my certificates to do that too. So to be continued. To be continued.
1: All right. A trip to Southern California is sure to be a memorable one for the entire family. There is so much to do and see. What if you could make memories with your family while also paying pennies on the dollar for the vacation of your dreams? If that sounds good to you, make sure you register for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free. We'll put a link in the show notes. See you there. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet-setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.